Today, how to thrive in the workplace and how to overcome under earning. This is the Seven Figures Podcast Smart Money Strategies for Women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is brought to you by Advantage. Need money? Apply for the Advantage Low Rate Home Equity Line or loan today. Erica Cummings, CFP, Senior Vice President at RBC Wealth Management. Thank you again. welcome. We're kicking off another year with you. Yes, we are. Happy 2020. Now, this is a different focus. Last year, it was practical advice. This is what you need to know with your finances to get your life in order, right? Yes. Yeah, we spent most of the year talking about how to organize each part of your financial life. Yeah. And... Facing some of those demons that a lot of us put aside. I just watched a segment this morning on the news about the fact that tax season is coming. And that's one of those things that, especially if we're going to owe, that we tend to say, oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next I week. Know. I'll do it next week. So we focused a lot last year on, if you remember, we talked about the different levels of knowledge. And one of the biggest yeah. things is that we don't know what we don't know. And so yeah. we spent a lot of time making sure that we got our our house in order, if you will, our financial house in order. And I really did some thinking at the end of the year. And I do a lot of reading in terms of where women are in Mm -hmm. advancements throughout different organizations and throughout government and where we are in the decision-making processes in order to make life just easier in general on us and to move the needle. And so I really wanted to focus this year on how are we going to get past what I consider to be this chronic under-earning that women continuously find. And And it's an often reoccurring news story, too. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. And we've all heard that we make, you know, depending on the demographic, anywhere from 60 to 80 cents on the dollar compared to our male counterparts. And there's many, many reasons for it. But I'm all about being proactive, not reactive. And I think that we spend an awful lot of time discussing things where this year I want to focus on, okay, what can we do as women, as individuals? How can we show up and change for ourselves? And I like that. Instead of just sitting there playing the victim, woe is me. Yes. It's what can I do to move the needle in my own little world? How can I earn the money that I deserve? Exactly. So we're not talking big picture. We're not going to move mountains this year. It's going to be more about how does a particular individual change her way of presenting herself and Mm -hmm. showing up at her workplace in order to be whatever it is that she wants to be. And a lot of this started with a recent study that came out. It was from McKinsey and Company and Lean In. Many people know Sheryl Sandberg. She wrote the the book Lean In. And they had taken a survey of over 60,000 women in about 30 different industries and looked at what percentage Mm -hmm. at each level within these organizations or within these industries, what percentage were women. So, for example, they went from entry level all the way up to C-suite. So CEO, CFO, COO, the biggest decision-making positions and what percentage within these different organizations were represented by a female. And I'm sure it's not shocking to everybody that's listening that the higher the level, the less representation. So for example, when we look at an entry level position, 
48% was women. So about what our current demographics are now. But as we get further up the chain, you get to senior manager or director, we're 34%. You get up to VP, 29%, senior vice president, 23 And finally, C-suite is 22%. Now, you know what I think? And I wonder if this was mentioned in the study, but for me... Coming out of college, and I think a lot of women feel the same way, your goal or aspiration is to be that top rung, right? And then as life goes on and as you get comfortable with a family, then that's not even my desire anymore. Yeah. Because your priorities shift and now family, that has to be the top rung. So certainly there is a great deal of responsibility that we have to own as women, whether it's our desire to move out of the workplace for a particular period of time to raise our family, whether it, like you said, you get to a point where you say, you know what, I've got balance. This is where I want to be. And I am up on the top. It's more demanding. It's more pressure. 100%. So one of the things that I really want to focus on this year is the women that feel that they do want more. Because what's really hard is when you want more, but you feel as if you just feel defeated. You feel as if you can't. And companies are changing. Anybody that watched the Super Bowl Sunday saw how many commercials about yeah. making sure that we focus more on equality and that you know women, and we've been talking about this for years and years, that women can do most of what men can do. So the culture is changing. The dialogue is changing. But it's very hard to implement and practice in an organization that is so large and things sure. things in general just move slow. Anything that you want to change is, is slow moving. So what I want to focus on is what can we do as women if you so desire? So, yes, there may be women out there that say, I'm good. Got my finances in order, love my balance between my job and my home life and all my other responsibilities. I don't necessarily need to push any further. But there are a lot of women out there who do want more. And they feel as if they are a salmon swimming upstream trying to get to that next level. What are the things that these women can be doing now that can position them all by themselves to make those advancements as opposed to waiting for a culture and an organization to shift and then you're just along for the ride. Okay. So what I want to do throughout the year is we'll focus on 10 different ways that we can show up at work in order to be able to position ourselves, like I said, to make better decisions and to move forward if if we want to and to advance. We as women are, we've gone through this huge transformation from our moms. So when I think Mm -hmm. about when my mom went to work and a lot of our baby boomer mothers went to work, the way that we advanced or the way that we tried to advance was we conformed. So we thought the best thing to do was to be more male-like. And you saw it over and over again. You You don't talk about your family at work. Don't bring up that you're a mother. People would show up and not discuss whether or not they wanted to have families. They would conform to conversations that they may or may not have been comfortable with. Think of what has come to light over the last few years in terms of what was tolerated within Mm -hmm. different industries because we thought this is it. This is the only option we have is this is the way things are. 
we have to change ourselves. It is fascinating how if you talk to women who grew up in that, you know, work environment, they didn't really see it to be wrong because it was just what you had to do. Yeah, it was just this is just the way it is. Yes. And what's happening, too, is that industries are getting smarter. Yeah. So Goldman Sachs made a huge announcement recently that they were not going to underwrite or invest in companies that didn't have at least one woman on the board. And I watched some of the comments and looked at some of the the feedback that was mm-hmm. there. And oftentimes, as we all know from social media, the feedback is awful. It's awful. Oh, my God. Social and, media sometimes. And partially it, yeah. it's because no one actually opened the article and read it. They just looked at the headline mm-hmm. that we need to insert a specific gender or a specific type of person into said board in order to feel like we checked the box. And that is not where they're coming from at all. What they're saying is after a significant amount of research that we all know, if you just really think about it, after all that research, they realize that companies are more profitable. They are more successful when you have more diversity in upper leadership roles. But qualified individuals. Of course. Not just because she's a woman, she's on the board. Exactly. Like you said, it's not checking off about a qualified individual who belongs there. And how can we not say that we can't find a qualified individual in 50% of the population? Yeah. We're not pulling from a tiny little field. We are half of the population. So to say that we can't find a qualified woman is ridiculous in my mind. And also... That woman brings a perspective on 50% of the consumers. Mm -hmm. We are, as women, unique in our skill sets. We have certain innate capabilities and traits that are different from men. And men have unique innate capabilities and strengths that are unique to them. It is so important to have every possible view in order to get the best outcome. So we are starting to see changes there. And we are starting to see that this old way of, showing up and being more like a man actually doesn't work because Mm -hmm. you're not getting the full perspective of what the population is. And you're also not bringing all that talent base, all of that, the, the unique, like I said, traits and talents that women bring. So our parents had to do that. They, they felt they were breaking through the ceilings for the first time. And so they thought the best thing to do Mm -hmm. was to conform and, Also, there was a significant amount of competition between women. Instead of bringing each other up and finding pathways for each other, it was there is only one seat at the table. So therefore, I have to fight and fight hard in order to get to that seat. And I'm not certainly going to help any other woman get there. Where things are different now, we're realizing that there is strength in numbers, which is the women's program that I have, that the more that we gather and we bring in not just women, but also men who believe that 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 diversity is key to mm-hmm. success, that we can move the needle. So one of the most important things, and this is step one of okay. the 10 we're going to discuss, is that you really need to embrace your authentic self. And this can be true for anybody, but talking specifically about women, you need to show up as yourself. You need to remember that you were chosen for whatever position you Mm -hmm. currently have because you were somehow different from the other candidates that came before whoever was hiring you. So don't have 
what I call dual personalities. So when you show up at work and you have to change so much about yourself in order to feel as if you are earning and able to be there, you're not being authentic. And sometimes we don't realize that the very things that got us the job to begin with, we are suppressing because we get into that environment and we we start to change and conform. So authenticity is the first thing that I believe people need to, women in particular, need to focus on. Showing up and being your personal self. So how do we do that? Number one, know who you are. So take some time to really think about what your competitive strengths are. There's nothing wrong with being secure in your strengths, but also understanding where your weaknesses lie. And sometimes that weakness can be highlighted by someone that you trust, some constructive criticism that comes from other people. But you have to make sure that when you're in a situation, and these happen at work, where you have to explain what you do. Maybe you're in an elevator and your boss's boss's boss is in there and they say, hi, Sandy, nice to meet you. What do you do? If you don't know (laughs) what makes you so good at what you do, you may have missed a huge opportunity. So we all talk about the elevator speech. We've all heard Mm -hmm. that throughout our careers, but it is important to be able to sum up in a short period of time who you are, what your strengths are, and what you bring to the organization. Because most of the decisions that are ever going to be made about your career are going to happen in a room that you are not present in. So the more people that know the strengths that you possess, and the more that you focus on what you need to work on, the more people will get to know you as an individual. For a lot of people, that feels uncomfortable. Right. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. Men and women alike. Well, especially women, because we don't, women always, I shouldn't say always, women tend to focus on we and not me. So yeah. it is uncomfortable to say, I am strong. I have these unique talents. I bring this to the organization. We like to say, well, we all worked together. We collaborated. We did this. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you, if you want to focus on up-leveling, mm-hmm. you need to realize what do you bring as an individual to the table. And maybe it is collaboration, but own it that it's your strength, mm. not ours all the time. And know your weaknesses. Know what you are doing that is in some way, shape, or form either not making you perform at your best or that you are showing up and it's dragging you down. So second-guessing yourself or not having the confidence to speak up. There are certain things that that we need to Mm. notice in ourselves that we have to focus on. Okay, so all of you who are thinking, oh my gosh, That is me. I do often refer to my strengths as a a group effort. I've been there too. Your job is now to just pay attention, right? Just to recognize when you're doing it and to work on it, to work on doing it less. And going back to what you said, being aware and proud of your authentic self, your natural strengths. Yes. So for example, if you are 
at a party and you have no problem taking ownership of how wonderful your food is and you're a chef and you're you're amazing at cooking and people praise you and you accept that praise. But then when you go to work, oh yeah, thanks. So-and-so helped me with that. Or, well, it was a collaborative effort. You're not being authentic outside of work. You have no problem claiming okay. that you're good at something. But at work, if you're showing up, that's a weakness. So that's the first thing is just knowing who you are. Permission. Yes. To be who to you are. To just be you. Yeah. Exactly. The second is to know your goals. Know what you want. So whether it's something as small as whatever project you're working on for that week or whatever it is that you want for the year or whatever it is that you want for your life, you need to know your goals. Because if you don't know what they are, then every day just becomes a routine. Mm-hmm. If you don't have something that you're working towards... Do you, are you one to recite your goal over and over to yourself? A hundred percent. Yes. And you can certainly break them down. You can certainly make them obviously into more manageable pieces. Because Mm -hmm. if I say I want to be CEO when I come out of college and that's the only goal I have, it's very difficult to stay motivated because it's going to take a year and years (laughs) and years to get there. But it's important that you have that in view somehow, whether that it's something symbolic that you look at on a routine mm-hmm. basis, if it's different mantras that you have for yourself, knowing what you want to achieve will allow you to open your eyes to opportunities that you may not have seen before, conversations that you may not have taken advantage of before. There's a lot of people that all of a sudden there is an opening And because they know what they want, they seize that opening. True. But if you don't take a look at what you really want to achieve in the long term and you're just kind of getting by, you may miss out on many opportunities. And as women, there is nothing wrong with money being a goal. For some reason, we feel as if that's greedy or dirty in some way. There's nothing wrong with saying, I want to make X amount a year by this point in time, or I want to achieve this particular goal and say it, say it out loud, tell people it, because if you don't, then you're not living it on a daily basis. Mm. It's something secretive. So you want to know what those goals are. And like I said, it could be something as short as whatever project you have that you're currently working on. What outcomes do you want from that? What do you want your boss to see? Mm-hmm. What do you want the people that you work with to see down to what do I what do I want for my year? What do I want for the next five years, et cetera? So that's number two is know your goals. And the last thing is bring your whole self to work. As women, this is really hard. Back in the day, it was you downplayed your role as a mother. You downplayed the fact that you had needs outside of work yeah. or you came and it was I have to learn how to play golf. If I don't learn how to play golf, then I won't be invited to play golf with the people that make decisions. We have our own lives and we have our own personalities and we have our own likes and dislikes. Mm -hmm. And you would be surprised how many people are out there that are just like us. And sometimes finding those people could be the gateway to a future that you never even knew was possible. But if you don't talk about things outside of work and you don't talk about the things that you're facing on a regular basis, you're again, not being authentic. Mm. So I always talk about finding your tribe. 
And I think we discussed this quite a bit in the past that as you get older, and, and I had this interesting conversation with clients of mine that were turning 40. Now I'm 45 years old. And I remember reading all these articles when I was turning 40 about how it's so liberating to turn 40, especially as a woman. And you kind of believed it, but you really didn't know because you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm turning 40. This is not good. Yeah, Everything yeah. starts to sag and wrinkles. Exactly. <laughs> but at 45, I can truly say that this is the most authentic I've ever been yeah. with myself. I don't care what people think. I've learned that what people think is none of my business, unless I'm truly doing something hurtful. People's opinions of me unless I ask for them or unless they're in the ring and fighting it and duking it out like I am, they don't matter to me. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you become so comfortable with your authentic self is that you find your tribe. You find the women that embrace the flaws. Yeah. That you can be truly honest with about, and we've talked about this in the past, forgetting holidays or forgetting to give the money for the book fair, all those things. And you then realize, okay, these women are experiencing the exact same thing that I'm experiencing. I can be the most authentic person and who knows who they know or where I might go in aligning myself as opposed to coming to work and not discussing these things, not discussing that I like needlepoint, which I don't, but let's just say. (laughs) (laughs) But let's say needlepoint is your thing. There may be somebody in senior management that absolutely loves needlepoint. Or maybe their mother does. And that's something that is really important to them. So just show up and and talk about your life. It's okay to be honest about things. And it's okay to show the whole self as opposed to the, the past where everything was about conforming. And isn't it funny? Don't you wish you knew that when you were 20? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm guilty. I mean, this is a very male-driven industry that I'm in. And it I'm going on almost 20 years of being an advisor. And I think back to myself in my 20s and a lot of You were conforming. A yeah. lot of Me conforming. Too. A lot of allowing conversations that maybe I shouldn't have allowed mm-hmm. or trying to come across more male. To me, it's interesting because... In my field, relationships are the most important thing. And as women, relationships, that's that's one of the things we excel at. Yeah, comes na- natural. A hundred percent. And it was when I finally embraced that part of me, the connection that I wanted to have with my clients was when I found the most success. Mm. As opposed to thinking what a financial advisor should look like 20 years ago, which was, you know, strong, stock picking. Yeah. It, yeah. It was completely different. And I have realized that the personality traits that I possess actually make me much better. And if I hadn't embraced that along the way, I don't know what would have happened. Sure. So if you go into work and this whole year is all about thriving in the workplace and overcoming under earning. So if you feel like you're walking into work and you don't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you feel like you're almost putting on a show. Yes. That would sum up today's 100%. the first of the 10 things that you can do to be proactive. Yes. And to earn what you deserve. Yes. And trust the process this year, because I understand there might be women saying, well, that's easy for you to say. Trust me when I tell you, as we go over these steps throughout mm-hmm. the year, 
there are going to be ways that you will look back on this particular episode and say, oh, I get it now. Because a lot of women walk into work saying, nobody cares about my kids. Nobody cares about that. I don't necessarily feel as if I can be myself. So just trust the process for this year because I think you'll have a lot more clarity by the end of the year as to if you want, which we talked about earlier, if if your goal is to become more successful or find a better position for yourself, you can do it. Yeah. And it doesn't require the entire industry to change in order for you to do it. All right. Erica Cummings, Senior VP at RBC Wealth Management. HarmonyFinancialWellness.com is where we can reach out to you directly. I do want to mention, though, your April workshop that you have coming up. Navigating through transitions that scare us. So we'll talk more about that next month. But there's a lot of transitions that we make in life that can be very scary. How do we navigate through them and how do we turn them into something extremely positive and recognizing that 90% of what we worry about doesn't happen. And the other 10% that does isn't as bad as we thought. Yeah. Do you have a date yet? We We don't have a date yet, but we are working on that. So when we do our March episode, we'll we'll chat. Okay. So just make a mental note that in April, there's a workshop, which is open to everybody, Mm -hmm. free to the public. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Keeping on this theme with thriving in the workplace, next week on the Seven Figures podcast, Elaine Del Monte joins the conversation. What she did, how she got her very first job in the financial world, it's impressive. We can all learn from it. Plus, when your boss tells you how much the position is worth, what your response should be. That will be next Friday. You have a great weekend. And we raise a glass like we do every week and say cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe and tell a friend about the Seven Figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women. Seven Figures is brought to you by Advantage. Need money? Apply for the Advantage low rate home equity line or loan today.